hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, I just wanted to do some housekeeping before we hop into the episode this week. I am so grateful for all of your support. Thank you so much. Um, And I will continue to release episodes every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific. However, I am going to start releasing bonus episodes as things are timely. I've had an incredible opportunity to interview people all over the world. So I want to share as many of these episodes as possible. So if something feels timely and I compare it to a previous interview that I've had, I will release it. Um, So look for those bonus episodes on Friday. um, And thank you everyone for all of your support. Please like, share, comment, tell a friend, etc. And if you want to be a guest, as always, just email pdkmopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and I hope everyone enjoys this episode. My guest this week is the lovely and sensational Danica Foley. Danica is the owner of the IB Damned vlog, and I'm going to be in her carpool conversations um, in about an hour from this releasing. Uh, And I will share all of those links to my social media so that if you are listening to this, say, a couple days from now, whenever you're listening to it, you'll be able to catch it. But uh, Danica is awesome, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Not much. It is a beautiful day. It's been kind of a heat wave here, but uh, I'm hanging in there. (laughs) How about yourself? Oh, yes. I'm actually well just the same, and it is beautiful where I am. I'll tell you, we have a a possible two storms coming this way, so it's kind of like the the calm before the storm (laughs) or storms, but it's beautiful, (laughs) but it is pretty hot. Um, Earlier, there was kind of a breeze, and I was loving it, but right now, it is pretty hot and very harsh <laughs> right now, but it's oh, beautiful. Gosh. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's beautiful, but to my listeners, of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome, and the beautiful voice you are hearing coming from in from Louisiana is Danica Foley. Danica, would you like to give your elevator pitch, your 30,000-foot overview of who you are, what you do, etc.? Sure, not a problem. Just stop me, because, girl, I can talk. You know how it is. So, look, <laughs> I am a news reporter by day, and by night, I run a vlog podcast, and I am the founder and creator of the Ivy Dam brand. So, I moved uh, to a small town from a larger city. So, you know, I'm in Morgan City, Louisiana, so from New Orleans, and I discovered, hmm, well, making friends as an adult really was not very easy. And I just turned to social media. And I thought, if I go to social media, I can build my own tribe. And I said, well, huh. let's see if, if maybe there are other people out there like me. I was unmarried. I did not have children. I was in my early 30s at the time. And I just wanted other women who felt the same way, who, who were like, girl, I feel just like you. And I Be Damned came about because it was like, 
I'll be damned. Everyone has said, I'll be damned. Some way, some form, you may have said, you know, I'll be damned if a so-and-so gonna mess with me. Or you might have mm-hmm. said, well, I'll be damned. I, I never knew that. So I was just looking for other like-minded professional millennial or Gen X women just like myself. And when I decided to open up a blog, I realized and I learned that there were other women like myself who just wanted inclusion. They just wanted mm-hmm. to belong and they needed a circle of you know, resourceful women. And so that's pretty much how it was, it was birthed. And my largest demographic right now for Abby Dan blog is like 35 to 44, followed by like the 25 plus and 45 plus um, age group of women. And I will tell you, I think men like to come in and listen because they, they're kind of like, you know, let me, let me see what's going on because I need to figure out my girlfriend or my wife. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it really has uh, created the tribe that I was looking for. Yeah, it's really a place of no judgment, no bullshit, you know, just a place where women can really have a support group. I absolutely love that. Um, and I'm very excited that we've connected. Um, I've mentioned this quite a few times, but uh, matchmaker.fm is a really amazing platform that can connect vloggers, podcast bloggers to other people um, for free. Uh, and so that is actually how Danika and I connected. And I'm very excited about it because in speaking with her before we pressed record, we were talking about this tribe and wanting to belong and this inclusion thing. And I had mentioned that when I lived in Denver, I know of a girl, her name's Chelsea Blankenship Harold, and she started uh, something similar called the Colorado Girl Gang, where it was all about women in business, but being you know inclusive, regardless of gender, race, sexuality, where if you needed a tribe, you could join that. And then in talking to Danica, I'd said, you know, I. My friend Poe and I thought about starting something in San Diego where I'm currently. Um, however, you know, just the, even the thought of creating something was overwhelming, then the pandemic hit. So I'm really glad Danica has a platform that I can just slot myself into. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. You are more than welcome. And I got excited, so I can't wait to reach out to Chelsea. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I will share her, her contact after this for sure. Um, so let's just hop into it. Um, you know, imposter syndrome, having a podcast about it, it's crazy how much this has grown, um, you know, over the last six months. But I, I love, I love hearing all different perspectives um, all over the country, all over the world. So let's just start with the first question um, and address the elephant in the room. And let's uh, ask: uh, Do you feel like you have it all figured out? And my simple question is: Hell no, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, and I, I, I referenced the like Pinky and the Brain. You remember that cartoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Right. So you know, Pinky would always say, "Gee, Brain." what do you want to do for tonight? That's my best, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to do it very well. So that's, that's my verse, best impersonation. But Brain would say, you know, the same thing we do every night, Pinky, try to take over the world. So, you know, for me, I just was like, I want to take over the world, but I, I, I don't have it figured out. I'm still, every day, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure out really my place and even my purpose. I do think I know where I need to go. I know where my, my strengths are, but every day I learn something new. Every day something may trigger and say, okay, have you ever thought about doing this? So, you know, that's why I say, hell no, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. And I like, I, I like that, that, you know, you're constantly discovering new things about yourself. I mean, 
if, if I, if I ever interviewed someone and they said, Oh yeah, I got it totally figured out. I'd be like, you are the most boring person because what, what is a life where you're not continually changing that goalpost and that, that what you want for yourself, because what you wanted five years ago is going to be different from what you want five years from now. And so I, I love that that is something like the self-discovery, this figuring out, you know, what's best for you over time. And, and I even saw that you wrote Oprah-esque, which I totally, uh, totally think is true. Um, when you said, oh, I, I do partly this kind of talk show for where I'm currently at, I'm like, oh, I can see that for sure. Yeah, I, I just think this pandemic, we talked about this, you know, uh, mm -hmm. prior to the interview. I think, you know, if you're not learning something new every day, especially during this time, we have a lot of downtime. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm finding I, I am a lot more busy sometimes. I think I think I'm like busier in other areas, I should say. I'm busier in other areas of my life, but I'm also taking this time to, you know, discover more about myself. Mm -hmm. I never, I, I mean, like you said, you know, if you, if you had it all figured out, I mean, it's a boring life. I don't want a boring life. I want to be that, I don't know, that, that, that student of life. Like I want to learn something new every day. And when you said Oprah S, that's exactly like she's like a mentor, a role model to me. I, I love her story. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to learn every day and I want to figure, I, I don't want to have it all figured out. I want to say, Oh, you could do this. Try this or no, let's try this. And I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I'm an Aries. So sometimes procrastination is, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. thief that, that, you know, kind of, steps in and it's like, okay, when are you going to do it? When are you going to finish it? But, uh, you know, I think having maybe a little knowledge of a little of everything that helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, um, I always say that I'm a jack of all trades, master of few, like, yes. you know, you either like, like I've always, that's kind of always been how I, I, I work and I, I am, especially with a digital marketing background. I mean, you're expected to be able to one man band, spin all the pots in the air and make sure nothing falls. And you're supposed to know email and SEO and PPC oh, and all right. the stuff. And, and you're, but so, but there's no way anyone could be any one expert in any of those places. And so uh, that's kind of how I've kind of gone through life. It's like, yeah, you know, let me figure it out. I'll figure it out. I mean, is it going to be pretty? Probably not. Am I going to have to cut a few corners? Probably. Uh, but, but I'll figure it out. And that's kind of how I've gone through, through life, um, in my career. But now that I'm working for myself and doing things for me, it's funny how much more time I give it and more, how much, how much more I baby it because it's my passion. Yes. And I will tell you, and I, I part, part of the, something that I also said, I'm no longer going to allow complacency or even procrastination mm -hmm. to, to keep me where I am. But I will tell you, my biggest fear has been, I've, I'm afraid to take risks. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. I think I got comfortable at one time. I just was, okay, I, I'm doing this every day. I know how to do it. I, I, I'm like, I'm good at it. I was afraid to take risks. I was afraid to think outside the box. I was afraid because I just, I just felt really good where I was. And I thought that was just where life was supposed to be. Just be good. I'm good at this. Let it be. Mm -hmm. But then it got to a point where I was, just going through the motions. I was just every day doing the same thing over and over and it wasn't fun for me. And I, I think something about this pandemic has really opened up my eyes. I thought that my eyes were open, you know, maybe a few years ago, but I think the pandemic really, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of pros and cons, but I think with this pandemic, if you aren't taking advantage of this time, then you're just, you're just wasting life. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I'm not here to criticize anyone and their um, you know, what they're doing with their life, 
But for me, I said, I, I, I just got to take risks. I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, just push the button, push the damn button, just go do it. You know, either you're going to blow up or you're going to, you know, be propelled to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and in regards to that, it's funny because I look back on all of the things that I, we, I made excuses for like, oh, well, well, we'll, you know, we'll do that next year. We'll do that the, the following year. It's like, dang, like, what if I had just done that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and now I, you know, I don't live with a whole lot of regrets and, but, and I know that eventually traveling will be back on the table and, you know, maybe expatting will be back on the table, all those things. But, but for now, cause I'm like thinking about it real hard, but for now I'm like, but for now I'm like, you know, Hey, like that's, I didn't take that risk then, but I given that opportunity in the future, I'm going to do it because you can't take it with you really. And, and, mm-hmm. and all, all I have now right now, especially with the pandemic is all these great memories. So it's like, you know, I, I'm, I look back and I go, wow, you know, like if I'd known what I'd known, would I have done it? Mm-hmm. Would I have not done it? Um, but I'm still, you know, happy with everything that's happened in my life to kind of get me where I am. But, um, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, man, I should have just taken that trip or I should have just, yes, <laughs> I no, should have just totally. eaten that steak or whatever that might've been. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So in terms of imposter syndrome, uh, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Um, I definitely feel like I, I don't always fit in. I've, I've struggled with that a lot. I've struggled with that even as a kid. Uh, when my boyfriend asked me, you know, t- describe yourself as a kid. You know, those are those questions you ask when you're in, you know, you're first starting to date someone. And I'm like, well, I, I, I'm a middle child. So I've, I don't know. I just always played the middle. I was never too rebellious and I was never like just Miss Goody Two-Shoes. But I think I lean towards maybe more so the goody two shoes area uh, side of, of of life. But um, I always, I, I like when I got to high school, I think I discovered myself a little bit more. Um, but when it came down to like, let's say, you know, with friends and and fitting in with, you know, you have you have cliques. I never was a part of a clique. I I just didn't do the clique thing. But I still struggled to find that core friend friend mm-hmm. group, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, because now I look back and some people are like, they still have these lifelong friendships and there's maybe one or two that, you know, yeah, I've known from my, you know, from, from high school, elementary mm-hmm. or growing up, but we, we live our own lives now. So I don't yeah. have that, that person that I'm like, you know, Hey, let's get together. Well, not now, but you know, even then like, yeah. Hey, let's get together or I'm going to travel to come out to see you. You're going to travel to see me. Um, they're, they're friends, but they're living their life and I'm living mine. So I, I kind of always, I did feel like, you know, where do I fit in? You know, you know, where do I go? Um, but I do have a, a healthy view of myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not suffering from low self-esteem. I mean, did I go through that at one time? I think, yes. I think maybe many of us did. I mean, middle mm-hmm. school was oh God. that time, right? <laughs> where you're like either, either, I know for me, I started growing, you know, boobs early mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all my cousins and friends are like, what are those? And it's like, I don't know. I don't want them. You can have them. But I've, I've, I've always, you know, I've been, I've been confident in myself, but you know, it's just wanting to have that circle of friends that, you know, you know, those shirts that people wear, you're the goofy friend or you're this friend. I kind of <laughs> wanted that. I kind of yeah. wanted to be that, that friend, but I, I, I think it just maybe wasn't meant for me. I'm not a loner, but I'm not one that's, I think that could easily fit in with, with those groups. 
Yeah. I mean, and just speaking with you for the short time that we've had, I mean, you and I both have very large personalities, which is not a bad thing in the slightest, but when you're a kid and you're growing up and you're unique and you have these great ideas, you're creative, you're kind of off the walls or whatever. It is, it's sucky when like you look around and everyone else is like in this cookie cutter mold and they have their best friends and they do sleepovers and they have all these things. And it's like, I never had that as a kid. I never really, like I, I did ice skating, I did cheerleading, I did all these things in Minnesota and never had real friends there. I mean, I get invited to birthday parties probably because I was like, what? Like, like the, oh, you have to invite 20 people. I guess I'll invite right. her kind of thing. <laughs> Got to high school, was this big old nerd, did, did uh, newspaper, which is like the ultimate nerd thing you can do. Um, and, and I, even so got to college and I was like, I'm finally going to like break out of my shell and I'm going to join a sorority, join a sorority, didn't even fit in there. And it's like, I paid people to be my friend and that didn't even work. Come through, so, Bianca. So yes. I'm like, so I'm like, you know what? Like it, it but it, but it's hard because you know, there's this thing of societal, right? Like where it's like, you're supposed to have these best friends and lifelong friends and you're, and you're going to have your high school friends forever. And you're told this fucking lie your entire life that you're going to have these friends that are going to be with you forever. And I can count my friends. I have one really close or two really close friends from college that I still talk to quite a bit. One of them is, is I talked to way more than the other, the other one and I had a falling out, but the, and I have one friend from high school that I keep in touch with regularly. She just um, had a baby, another one, which is great. And I was in her wedding. And, and even so it's like, I mean, it took a long time to find any, even those people, but it's, it's, it's weird because as an adult, like I've kind of seen these transient kind of in and out friendships. And what I've kind of had to realize for myself is like, as long as I'm okay with like, letting people dip in and out of my life so long as I have the boundaries to say you, you're not taking from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay mm-hmm. with kind of losing touch and coming back in and, and out with people. Um, but I also kind of, because I never really fit in, I'm a very independent person and there's a lot of resilience in, um, in, in kind of that independence of like not needing that core group of friends. But I agree with you. I wanted those shirts. I wanted everyone to make a Disney shirt go <laughs> yeah, to Disneyland. Right. You know, seriously. I mean, while I, I'm deaf, I am confident in myself. I am. I've come to terms that, that I'm not that girl. I'm not that person. And I can be okay ha- my boyfriend being my best friend or yeah. having a girlfriend that, you know, we get together occasionally because I it just probably doesn't fit my my personality. It's not who I am. But I also realized, and I, I've done a little research, I'm an alpha, alpha female, alpha woman. Mm. Like My personality is pretty large and I'm very outspoken. I don't shy from, you know, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable in that realm, but I don't think a lot of women are. Or maybe yeah. it's just the women that I'm around. And I mean, I'm not, this is not to be insulting. This is Mm-mm. just my life. This is what I've dealt with. Yeah. And I've, whenever I've shown that side of myself where I, I get excited when I can talk and, you know, share my opinion, but I feel like some people are afraid of that. And they're like, oh no, she's just, she's just too much. Oh she's yeah. She's got too much going on. Or she, she, you know, she thinks, she thinks too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I thought you did too. I thought we could share those right. opinions and share that with each other because that's what I like. And it's crazy yeah. because it was my boyfriend who told me, you know, I just think they're not ready for you. They don't understand <laughs> you the way that I understand you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want those friendships, but I mean, I'm not going to change who I am. I feel like you take me as I am and I'm going to take you as you are. Yeah. I am not going to judge you. Just be 
cool, be genuine. And guess what? It's all gone for. It's all going to be good, boo. Like, that's, that's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. This year has kind of really showed me. Um, so being a military spouse, I mean, the, the, the societal, especially an officer spouse, like, I don't give a shit. I mean, it doesn't really carry that much merit for me. I, I'm a spouse. I'm a military spouse. I don't want to define me, whatever. It's part of me. It's part of my thread. It's part of who I am. It's, 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 it's something I've realized is very near and dear to my heart because I'm um, an empath and I care a lot about people. Um, but also I'm, I'm finding that um, I don't know who's who said this or did, or did this, but they used to give a book out when you would be married to an officer or, and they would be like these colloquialisms of like things you have to do and you can't be outspoken. And this is what you have to wear to this thing and that thing oh. and all of that. I couldn't give a flying <laughs> F, honestly. <laughs> I, I will, I will shout against racism. I'm a cancel culture person. Yes. I absolutely, I, I, if you are not a, person for equality of all types, if you don't believe that every single human life matters completely, and if you don't see, like, you know, just these these things, these uncomfortable things that are happening, and you're not pointing the finger, then, like, you're not my people, but I had one spouse come to me and say, like, I just love how outspoken you are. I just, I don't feel like I can be, and, and she's from, the, from a pretty small town in the South, and and I think that that's kind of, it's not normal because like societally, it's like you're told to be demure and you're told to be spoken to when, you know, spoken to. And, and meanwhile, over here, like my husband's from Southern California. I'm from mostly Colorado, very liberal. And I'm like, I don't care. Guns blazing. Like, I uh, can't believe you said all lives matter. They can't because black lives matter. So, so it's like, I have these, I have these, you know, very loud opinions and they can be very jarring and very overwhelming and very upsetting. And, and, and that is, and my husband, you know, being in the military, but also, you know, also being very politically outspoken as well. I mean, those, these are things that are not normal, but it's only society telling me that it's not normal. So Mm -hmm. that makes it harder to have friends too, because I think, that a lot of the times women we try to be chameleons because we think if we just change the way we look and blend in then maybe maybe someone will like me or maybe i'll find a man that wants to marry me but really you have to find a person that allows you to be who you are and champions that and 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 it's 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 easier said than done because you know i think a lot of my 20s was like dating a lot of trash and garbage and then meeting my husband i mean i i never expected that i didn't think i would ever meet anyone who would actually let me be me Mm -hmm. and uh it's nice to have that i'm glad that you have that as well and and someone that really you know roots for you and has that foam finger yes and and look let me tell you something when you mentioned about being a chameleon that's something i told myself i would never be I, even when I, and, and, and we're talking about imposter syndrome, so I'm going to kind of change it a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, being in media, you know, I thought I, when I first got here, I'm, I'm, well, you saw me, I'm, I'm, my hair is natural. I have mm-hmm. my natural curls. Um, when I got the job here, anytime that I had to anchor, I would straighten my hair. So yeah. I had to anchor twice a week. So every Tuesday I would straighten my hair by Wednesday, my hair would curl back up. Um, Cause I have really tight curls. These like very like curly, curly, curly. I mean, your hair, hair is gorgeous. Oh, like, thank you. Thank I was going to say like, I was like, uh, I think I like it better natural, honestly. Yeah. I sent, I know I sent you that picture and it was, I was like, totally not me. Two different, two, two different people. So you got to send me right. an actual picture of you with your natural yeah. hair, girl. Okay. I, I know. Right. I like it. <laughs> 
And, well, that picture I kind of took and I was like, oh, it looks really like a good picture to use. And so I've been using that. But anyway, I would straighten my hair. And then by the time Wednesday came, my hair would curl up again. And I was comfortable with that. But I started to change myself because I thought, you know, the viewers here were more comfortable seeing someone who had straight hair. Mm -hmm. I've had many people tell me, I like your hair when it's straightened. And of course, you know, just trying to find myself and say, okay, well, let me straighten my hair. I will straighten my hair. And after a moment, I became, I went from news reporter, which I've always been the news reporter, but I went to news director. And I said, the hell with this. Like, if you can't accept me and if, and if I lose my job based on my hair, then I wasn't meant to be here anyway. Exactly. Well, I will tell you, the folks here didn't care. They're like, do whatever you want. Just deliver the news. We don't care. <laughs> so do the job. And so I have been wearing my hair like this pretty much since I became the news director. And I think I've been in this position now, ooh, probably close to 10 years, not quite, but yeah. close to 10 years. And so... I just, I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm just more confident. I don't even really worry about that anymore. It's not even a worry. It's not like when I wake up, I'm not like, oh, I need to get to, you know, pressing my hair. I need to be this person for these people. No, I need to be Danica. And this mm -hmm. is who Danica is. And if you're not comfortable with that, that's on you. I can't, I can't change who I am. And, you know, you can't get part of me. You got to get all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that is something that, um, I had the for like the really good fortune to be able to do um, when we moved to San Diego. My husband gave me really good advice because he's you know he's been in the military for quite a while, and he was like, every time I move duty stations, I change something about myself. So think about something that you want to change about you or work on, like not change yourself, so to speak, but something, right, that, right, something right. that you something that you've done that you maybe isn't serving you. And I thought, okay, when I get to San Diego, I'm going to be 100% myself no holds bar. I'm not going to worry about whatever anyone thinks because in Denver, I felt like kind of like you having to straighten your hair or whatever that I had to, you know, feel ashamed about like hopping jobs or working freelance or working in service industry or whatever I needed to do to get by. And I felt this deep shame and I got here and I was like, okay, yeah, I've done a lot of stuff, but I have a lot of background and I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to work for a company that doesn't accept the fact that I have LGBTQ friends that I, um, you know, that I'm a military spouse. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be quiet about that. I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not going to work somewhere that doesn't let me drop an F-bomb here and there, um, <laughs> you know, or, or dress the way I want to. I'm not going to work for a place. I've, I've, at the time I had one tattoo. I had now have seven tattoos. Um, and I, I don't want to work for a place that, that thinks tattoos are, are shameful. Cause I don't find them shameful. I've, I've, they're part of me. They're part of my, my thread and my fabric. My husband has a crap load as well. And I mean, it's part of who I am. I, I don't regret, I'm not going to live in a place where I have to regret the things I've done because it makes you uncomfortable. And so that is kind of like in moving forward in my career, I'm going to keep that as something that I'm going to continue to do. Because if you're not allowed to be yourself, then the imposter syndrome completely creeps in and you're yes. like, okay, like when are they going to find out that the real me, the real mm -hmm. me is flawed or the real me yes isn't like this, this uh, mask that I put on when I go to work every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I, I mean, and I look, and I'm not a rule breaker. Just, I just want to say that too. I mean, I, I know that there are some places where they, they have certain rules and they were probably in the, it was probably in the fine print. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't see it, but I'm not, you know, if that's what you do at your, at your place of business. Then good. That's fine. I get it. It just wasn't a place for me. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, I, I got a job 
um, doing traffic reporting. And, you know, being from New Orleans, sometimes that, you know, sometimes my friends say, I don't hear the New Orleans accent. I say, you just give me in a good place and a good time. That lazy tongue, gonna, gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. You're going to hear it. And I, when you're doing traffic reporting, they say you have to have this different type of accent. They said, well, you know, you can't sound like you're from New Orleans. You have to sound like you're from, I don't know, the Midwest. And I'm like, okay, how does someone from the Midwest? So no accent, nothing that would you know, uh, indicate that you're from the South. Like, okay. I worked on that over and over and over again. Thought I had it down pat. I had friends uh, call or listen to the radio and say, that was me. Did you, did you, did it sound like me? They're like, no, it sounded like somebody totally different. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's the manager, he called me in his office and he said, you just don't have what it takes. I think maybe you need to think about doing something else. And that crushed my world. And I was like, does this man have it out for me? Like, what, what, you know, I just finished college and I got my degree in this. Like, I'm damn good at this. But he got me to second guess it. And at first I was like, well, maybe he's just, you know, trying to give me good advice. No, it was, you were just a complete failure. Like, think about doing something else. Um, and I just knew that maybe he was going to fire me. It, you know, that, that time was coming and I, he was just biding time. And I said, you know what, bump that. Like, I'm, you know, you, you don't have that much power over me. So, of course, you know, I, I decided it's like, okay, I'm just going to work at this, maybe get a little bit better, but I'm not going to let this, you know, deter me from continuing, because this was my passion. Mm-hmm. Journalism was my passion. And, you know, just, this was just one stop into where, you know, I was going. I knew this was not where I was going to stay. Like, you know, traffic reporting, I loved it, but this was not going to be the end all to be all because I really wanted to get into television. I really truly wanted to be Oprah, right? So I, I worked at it and I left on my terms. Yeah. So I was, I, I, I went home and I had this like coming to Jesus moment. I cried my eyes out and I just looked at myself in the mirror and said, he does not have the final say. And he didn't. And I, I felt like I was able to conquer that. But had I not been strong enough, had I, you know, listened to him and just decided to quit, because I've been in that, that in, in those shoes before where I just quit because someone told me, you're not good enough. And I said, okay, you're right, I'm not. But that at that moment, I think I, I had that, that resilience came out of me and said, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't tell me when it's over. I tell you when it's over. Oh, yeah. And that was very early in your career, correct? Yeah, it really was. It was actually one of the first jobs I got in uh, television or media. Yeah, so my first internship out of college, it was at an advertising agency called Carson Hagen in Denver. And I there was an open entry-level position. And I applied for it, and I interviewed for it, and I didn't get it. And my mentor at the internship pulled me aside and said, I'm going to tell you why you didn't get it. You dress like a child, you talk like a child, you act like a child, you are a child. What? I was 22, or I was 21. I was 21. I mean, I was young. I mean, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, you don't know a whole lot when you get out of college, and and you really, you're arrogant for the most part in a lot of ways, but I then kind of, that kind of globbed onto me. I was like, well, that really, like, kind of stuck with me. It, It hurt. It hurt a lot, and... And so I continued to intern. I, I ended up getting another internship at a, an, another advertising agency, which did turn into a, a job. And my boss, um, similar, 
uh, he didn't like that I would fraternize with the creatives or that I, other people thought I was cool and kind of wanted to be my friend at the office because it made him look bad and he didn't like it. So he pulled me into his office and he said, you need to be wary of your perception and, 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 and when, how you make me look basically and perceptions of how things look and, and, and what that looks like to other people. Basically saying like, you, you're not allowed to fit in because I don't fit in here. And therefore you have to stay away from these people and, and you can't collaborate with them and all of that. So that was upsetting for me as well, because I was so unsure. I mean, it, it made me, it made me make mistakes in my, in my job. It made me uncomfortable, not sure if I was doing the right thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I was 22 and that, and this, and this other position, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't have to work as a kid. So I didn't know kind of that there was HR or I could go to HR. I mean, college doesn't really prepare you for the real corporate world at all. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I would say that like, if anything, after finding another job and moving on and kind of continuing my journey into my career, all I knew is that I needed to find a place eventually where I could just be myself because clearly I had picked a couple of places where I wasn't allowed to be who I was supposed to be. So that kind of pushed me out of advertising because I didn't want to work in advertising anymore. And, and I have a journalism degree and, I, and I, I, I know how the news works and all of that. And I did radio DJ in college and stuff. So I, I, I knew what I was doing. I, I understood what advertising and public relations and all of that did. And I just felt like, wow, if they're going to be this awful, like, I don't want to be in advertising. I, so I switched it more into marketing and then did product side, client side, that kind of stuff. And I found that that was a little bit easier because I could call the shots and I could tell the advertising agencies we were working with that, you know, no, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Like it, it only takes one person's tiny opinion of like how much you suck because they're insecure to just really melt your world. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. It, it took me a minute to get over that, but you know, I, I just had to put my big girl panties on and say, mm -hmm. no, I, I went through too much. I went through hell and high water, especially in college. Like college was not um, very kind to me. It wasn't very easy. Like when we talk about those friendships, my mom used to tell me, oh, you're going to make all your lifelong friends in college. And nope. That didn't happen. That <laughs> did not happen. Um, but, you know, it was a struggle, but it was worth it. I'm mm -hmm. glad I did it. At one point, I thought maybe I should have gone to a two-year college, then transferred over to a four-year university. But I mean, that's, like you said, you don't live with regrets. Um, you know, I think everything happened for a reason. And even him telling me that, that's a part of my story. And it, it actually is a part of my story because it's something that I do talk about in my book. So it made me who I am. And it made me pretty much, I feel like it made me the badass I am today. <laughs> I love that. So I think we've like touched on imposter syndrome. We can, you know, move on to this idea of success. And I love this question because I feel like what looks like success to me looks different to you. Some people it's material, other people it's being happy. Um, so what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? I think it's all of that. You know, I think it is about attaining happiness and prosperity and I'm going to tell you, some people say money's not everything, but baby, if I had some wealth, if I had a lot of wealth, a lot of money, um, you know, I think I could achieve a lot of my heart's desire. But I also don't believe it's all about self. It's, it's never just about me. And I think it's about community. It's about people around you. And mm -hmm. I think it's also about being an outreach to others. Uh, when I moved to, to the small city that I was telling you about, I, I, became a part of the community. I was like, I live here now. I have a home. I want to make a difference. 
you know, I don't want to live in this bubble. I don't want to be everywhere I went. I was like, I was the news leader. Well, I want to be Danica. I want people to know that I am a part of this community. I live here. I belong here. So I started doing things in the community and I was like, this, this feels good and this feels right. And um, then I, I met my, my maiden and, and he felt the same way. And I was like, man, we're just, I found somebody who's like me who really wants to touch other people outside of themselves. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to attain all this and just have it to myself. I want other people to also have it as well. And when I found that a lot of people really weren't open to that, because I, I got some, some backlash. I got people who would say, oh, you're not from here. So why are you I'm like, are you serious? If I'm trying to do some good, I live here now. This is home for me. I consider this home. And you're going to reject that. That felt, you know, it was disheartening. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't stop me. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, maybe it's not for you. but Maybe someone else is going to, to, to open up to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to receive it. So I do believe that's what success is, especially if it makes you happy, if you're able to, um, to accomplish your goals. Um, I, I, I prefaced my vision board and I held a vision board party at the beginning of 2020. Of course, everyone thought, oh, 2020, a play on words. No, it's going to be the year. My vision is clear. Oh my God, I didn't see this shit coming, right? So, um, but on my vision board, I look at it and I'm able to, that a lot of things that I that I want is coming or has come to fruition and I'm I'm like oh, Nika you doing it girl you doing it like even though we're in this pandemic you have not stopped you are continuing it um, and I have a really good support system like I mean I've prefaced my boyfriend a lot he has definitely he he's like my my biggest fan and um, eventually he'll move from my boyfriend to being my husband. So, you know, I got to keep him around for that. He <laughs> definitely is, uh, he's, he's a big part of where I am. And I think also to just the way my, my family raised me, a lot of that has, um, you know, helped to, to foster this, this, this feeling that I have and what I feel about what success is. Like, I, I know a lot of times people say, I didn't have all that growing up or, you know, I had to get it. When I got older, but I think a lot of that was my foundation. But I also got a lot of it when I got older too. And um, I, I feel I feel like success is within reach. I don't feel like a failure. I, I feel like it's ever changing. So while I may feel successful, you know, today, well, there's much mm -hmm. more to to gain, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I, lo I love your answer there, and I agree. Like if you have the means to do so, to give back to your community in whatever way, or you've got the, not the key to life, but like you've got really great things to say, or you can be a pillar of strength or you can share your wisdom. I mean, that's how I feel successful as well, whether it be through this podcast or uh, yeah. in, in mentoring and coaching some spouses and, and wives in the military and, and all that. I, I feel successful because I'm able to live my life with joy and intention, which I don't think I was able to do before now. And so I agree with you. I think that's, I think those are really great goals. They're, they're good to have. And, and, and I think like, yeah, I agree with you. Like if I had more money, shit, yeah, it's a lot of stuff I could do with it. But at the same time, like at the same time, more money, more problems, you know? So it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I don't have to want for anything right now, which is a very good thing. So for me personally, I wake up every day and, and I do feel successful. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, a year ago, I would have answered that question, making more money or having this mm -hmm. or doing that. And now I answer it with 
um, you know, what I do and, and having intention to help others, that's what makes me feel successful. I'm glad, if I, if I may, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that your, you know, your podcast is reaching people. I, I, that, I mean, that's kind of the premise of, of mine as well. It's like, there's got to be other people out there that, that feel the same way and that we yeah. all can connect. And you don't know, like, I feel like a, I'm giddy. I'm like a, a school child when <laughs> I see the women in the, I, as I call them, the tribe, you know, the subscribers, when I see them, like, really talking to each other, they're not just you know, answering a question or liking a status or post, they are really engaged with one another. And I'm like, thank you. This is exactly what I was hoping for. Like, I didn't have that growing up. And I'm like, you know, this is what it's all about. And I'm like, just connection. I mean, as, as human yeah. beings, right? We want to belong. We want to connect. And I, I'm glad that you also feel the same way about your podcast that it's bringing people together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can remember the exact time that someone said, so I, I interviewed my fifth, my fifth interview was my friend, Lindsay uh, Nahara Henville. I've been friends with her since middle school. We've kept in touch. Um, we used to be on a Girl Scout trip troop together. Um, if, I, if it hadn't been for her, I wouldn't have realized I have ADHD, um, and, which my husband was like, finally, you know that. And I'm diagnosed now and I'm on a low dose of medication. But um, I, she shared her interview to her timeline and one of her mother's best friends, you know, in her 50s, commented and said, I never knew this is the feeling I felt my entire life. I never knew that this was the word for it. Mm. And I, that was the first time I'd ever heard someone really relate to it. I mean, and, that was, and that's when I kind of realized, like, oh, like, this is touching people, which is really what I wanted. If it helps one person, then it's done its job. And so I kind of have continued to try to interview with intention of like trying to find people with very unique backgrounds and, and, and all walks of life to just kind of normalize it. And I, I mean, I, it does feel really good when people tell me that it's, it's mean that they understand themselves now, or they've taken a piece of advice like that. Make, it's, I mean, I don't mean to say it's like humble brag, but I mean, selfishly in a lot of ways that feels really good because you're like, that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to feel understood because I didn't feel understood. So I made this so that other people could feel normal. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I agree with you. Like that's when, when it's, when it's doing the thing that you set out for it to do, like that's a really, really good feeling. Oh yeah, definitely. So I believe that we've covered the elephant in the room. We can say sashay away to imposter syndrome and move on to things that I absolutely love, which just kind of makes me figure out how my, uh, my guest brains work. So um, what is one or a few things you are fanatical about and why? I'm going to use my current example of the fact that I'm fanatical about the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, and I have one of those damn dolls, and my friend invited me to the subculture of Baby Yoda, and my husband thinks I'm a crazy person, and he's very creeped out by this doll that I bought, and I'm 31, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Fanatical you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so right now, I am pretty fanatical about TikTok. I don't even know if I want to admit that, but you asked the question, and that's where I am right now. Um, my three, and I'm going to, I call them my stepdaughters, they are into TikTok and they're at that age. I mean, I'm a little bit older, but I think the pandemic has allowed the adults to now invade TikTok. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I receive so much quality information, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm working on my finances. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to do better with that. And so you have some really informative TikTokers, if that's yeah. the right word for them. And I find that 
I'm really more active at night when it's time to go to bed. So, you know, I'll watch that until I get sleepy. I know they say, you know, you, you shouldn't have your, your cell phone in hand because, you know, your brain is always moving, but I, I may attain so much that my brain is overworked and I get tired. So that's kind of like my guilty pleasure. I'm really kind of really big into it. Uh, we just had a girls night out with, uh, with the girls, with my three stepdaughters, and it was great. We actually did a TikTok. <laughs> Not the best that I want to be seen. It's still in the draft. I'm glad that she didn't share it, but it was fun. It was, it, and, and again, back to, you know, bringing people together and, that was that was like it was pretty cool so i am really into just watching this tiktok stuff of course i'm i look at the dances every now and then i'm like these kids i'm like i feel like my mom or my my parents when when we were growing up oh my god look at these dances the things you guys are doing they look so stupid but uh i find myself getting into it and and it and it i think it kind of has strengthened our relationship they're like okay well if miss Danico do it you know like hey you know like it's just, just another way of connecting with them. Oh, for sure. I have a lot of friends that have um, daughters that are um, like teens, tweens, and kind of above and beyond and stuff. And, and TikTok is, is, you know, like kind of how they've had to like bond and, and whatnot. And for me, I did have it downloaded for quite a while, um, but I just, uh, I don't anymore because mm -hmm. I don't trust the data of it. But at the same time, um, like, but I, by the same time, like, I don't judge because I don't know, like, what's going on with it. But it's, but I mean, I will admit, like, when someone sends me a funny TikTok, okay, I will mention the funniest one that I've seen is when they're doing, uh, it's, it's a guy and he was like, he was like, imagine when they previewed the, uh, the Law and Order SVU uh, soundtrack. And uh -huh. so, he, so they're like, you know, it's playing the song and then all of a sudden the flute comes in and everyone's like freaking out and they're having like, <laughs> So I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and yes. I mean, I, I have that saved to my phone and I've got my friend Jillian and I send it to her probably <laughs> once a week just because I want to like annoy her. And, but it's just so funny because it's, you know, but there's there, that, like, that's the kind of TikTok I like where it's like something's mm -hmm. clever and funny. What I didn't like was that like people would just repeat the same stuff over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, yeah. but like, yeah. what you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, I find myself scrolling often, you know, thankfully yeah. they're only like a minute long. So, you know, if I see to, you know, see something that's just, you know, obviously not uh, relative to myself or, you know, so I'm just like, okay, keep going, keep going. And, and of course you, you do find some gems. I mean, but that's, uh, I mean, it's just, I, I find it to be fun. You're right. I have heard that, you know, the, the data and all, you got to be careful about that. Um, and I just get on it, like I said, occasionally, usually when it's, time for bed I have some downtime and I want a good laugh and you know <laughs> off to bed I go I like that I like that so um unpopular opinions um as long as they don't hurt me or others I'm okay with them what are one or few unpopular opinions you have and why I always use the example that I believe cantaloupe is complete trash I'm just not a huge fan of melon <laughs> so what's yours <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, I listened to one of your podcasts. You do, you, you really hate uh, cantaloupe. Not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. It tastes, like, it tastes well, like it tastes like someone's screaming at you from another room. Flavor. That's what it tastes how it tastes like to me. <laughs> well, for me, um, and you may not like this too much because I again listen to some of your podcasts. I think you're into a lot of um, you know uh, television shows. I don't watch TV much. I have not turned on my TV in months, so I'm like 
just not really opposed to TV, I'm just, just not into TV. And, and it's crazy because I'm in media. I do news. It's like, how can you not? My mom used to fuss at me all the time. She's like, do you know what's going on in the world? I was like, yes, I do. I mean, right now, hey, social media is the thing and that's kind of where I get it. But I just don't turn on my TV. I bought a new TV that has not been turned on. I bought the TV for them, for my parents and my, my, my siblings, because when they come to visit, well, they haven't been in a while, but when they used to come to visit, they're like, uh, do you have a TV this time? Like, yes, I have a TV. You can watch TV if you, if you like. I just, I don't know. I think because I'm just, my focus is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't turn it on. I, I, um, I think I just need a reprieve from it. And I think sometimes TV gives too much influence. I mean, people will say the same thing about social media, but I, as I say with drinking and alcohol, right, you do it responsibly. You yeah. know, I, I, I just think sometimes I, there's just a whole nother world to discover. And, um, I'd rather not sit in front of my television and, and, you know, find the world. I want to go out and discover it on my own. I can't get, I can't wait to get back to, to traveling. I, I am in desperate need of a vacation. And when all this happened, we had just come back from a staycation, which was, we were local, you know, here in the area and we were right on the water. It was just, it was like, that was my TV, you know, watching the world, watching the sky and the, and the water and, you know, the bayou meet, seeing the boaters going up and down the waterway, getting in the boat or, um, you know, fishing. That was just, I could do that for hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't take offense to the TV thing at all. I think um, I have certain things that I've watched since I was, you know, at a young age. So The Bachelor is one, 90 Day Fiance is another one. And I have, I think a lot of it is because I have friends and like, that's like, well, oh, did you see that episode? Oh my gosh. And then, you know, we'll send each other memes. And so it's like this entire subculture of it. (laughs) But as far as like sitting and watching TV, like, I mean, eh, I agree with you. Like there's just days where I'm like, I would rather just not, like, I don't, mm. Mm-hmm. And and I don't just you know if there's nothing on I, we have YouTube TV so if there's nothing on there's something that is in my library that I can stream but even so um, you know I take quite a few breaks from it as well because because I'm 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 home alone a lot and um, once I run out of the stuff to watch I'm like well I guess I'll go do something else like I, I caught up on everything like that he doesn't right, like right. like to watch when he's here so but when he's here I mean we watch stuff together we'll pick shows together like we're currently watching designated survivor on which was a CBS show now it's on Netflix and okay. trying to get through that before he deploys and 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 there's another one called reprisal that we're watching on Hulu but overall yeah no I'm I totally get that and I think there's a lot to be said about like the real world and stuff and having worked in reality television in the past I I I kind of I take I take it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> right. I'm sure you know all the <laughs> the things we don't know, the behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to tell you that, um, you know, when I was watching TV, and I will, I will admit, I love The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> I'm still a fan. So if I turn, I, and I'm, I'm really behind a season. That's crazy. I need to catch up. But um, I was, I watched that every Sunday. I also loved ID Channel. So I love learning about different crimes and the criminal mind mm-hmm. maybe i'm a little morbid but eh, who isn't right nowadays and also hgtv like i used to watch that all the time so um i've just kind of gotten away from it and 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 hey i, I must admit to you you mentioned 90 what is it 90 day fiance <laughs> so while i don't watch the show i when i'm on instagram 
a lot of times they'll have those, uh, or even TikToks, they'll have an episode on it and I'll watch it. Cause I, when it first came out, I actually watched a little bit of it and I would watch the reunion. Like if I didn't watch the whole series, I would watch the, the reunion show and they're kind of, cause they'll give you the recap and it's like, oh, that's what happened. You know, so yeah, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I know for myself, I just, yeah. I haven't even turned it on. It's, and I, and I, and I, the other day when you, when I got the questions from you, I walked into my house and said, you know what? I have never turned this TV on. Does it even work? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. So um, I did. It's just, it's just really right now, just a fixture in my home that I have to, I have to dust every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, it's funny. I've got some friends that are just like off the deep end with this 90 day fiance thing. I think it's because it's just so trashy that they're like, <laughs> it's just awful. It's just mindless, honestly. Um, so uh, given the state of the pandemic and kind of, uh, you know, where things are at and, and moods being a roller coaster in the world being kind of a trash can at the moment, what is currently making you happy in the world? Um, writing my book. I'm, I've had a lot of writer's block, <laughs> but I've gotten back on track and it feels good. Uh, it's definitely one of those long-term goals that I'm trying to accomplish. And, and, you know, it's like a bucket list item. It's on my vision board and I'm, I want to accomplish it. But I think it's, you know, before I was like, oh my God, when I'm going to finish this book, like, come on. But I think now it's becoming more within my grasp. And I also enjoy the vlog podcast, meeting new people. You are interesting as all outdoors. I really enjoy talking to you. I think we talked maybe even longer than we should have during the, the pre-interview. Um, just learning about interesting topics um, and really expanding my knowledge. Before, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, like the, the paranormal ex, you know, was so interesting to me. And now I'm learning all these different Claire's, right? It's like clairvoyant, Claire cognizant and it's just interesting to me learning about crystals you know I'm not opposed to just expanding my knowledge and I love mm -hmm. to talk if you haven't already you know <laughs> learned that and I just love to engage and just it's learning is just key to life that I believe that's if you want to ask what the key to life is I just think you know constantly being open to learning and also my relationship with my mate my boyfriend we is getting better and better it's getting stronger and you know we're looking forward to spending our lives together and um you know we've experienced a lot together and i think we're just you know both ready to take that plunge oh, i love that as we are wrapping up danica i always love to give my guests the floor to promote whatever they'd like so take it away sure well of course as i mentioned before i be damn so on facebook you can find me it's i be damn uh, presents Carpool Conversation. It airs live on Facebook on Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I'm looking forward to having Bianca on the show. She's going to be an upcoming featured guest. That's going to be on August 31st. That's a Monday. It's going to be again at 12.30 p.m. So if you have a lot of viewers or subscribers who are in San Diego, that'll be actually 10.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. your time. So I look forward to that. And I thank yeah. you very much for, you know, actually, and just for the record, just so everyone else will know, this is my first time <laughs> as a guest. I'm always the interviewer. I'm always on the other end of the camera per se, but thank you so much for making this a wonderful experience. Of course, Tanika, and I am excited and to my listeners. So this releases uh, at 9 a.m. PST. So, uh, you know, the, an hour from now, uh, 
Um, this is in the past that we're recording it, but in an hour from now, in the future of you listening to this, whoa, I'm probably live on Danica's Facebook page. So all of those links will be in the description of how to get in contact with her, etc. And again, it was such a pleasure and you were a lovely guest. And I hope that you continue to be podcast guests because you have so much to say. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, Danica, and we will speak soon. Thank you very much. You do the same. All right. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.